Wake up. Wake up. It's time to get in the zone. Zone. The Race Rat Podcast talks about everything and with anyone to help you grow your brand and business. Here's your host, Evan Shepard. Hello, everyone, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Race Rat Podcast. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about how you spend your money, not how you save it or how you invest it, is the one that truly makes a difference in the long run and one that allows you to be able to formulate a sense of wealth when you're older and really be able to build the life that you want to build. That's exactly what this podcast is about. Uh, But before we get into the episode, as you guys notice, Anchor, thank you to Anchor for sponsoring this episode. And another cool thing about Anchor, which I basically switched my hosting platform uh, over to Anchor recently. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you would have noticed that. Uh, They also have a listener contribution tool uh, that allows you guys, if you are interested and want to support the podcast, where you guys can donate a certain monthly amount. Um, And it will really just help the podcast be able to afford, you know, more equipment and just a lot of things to improve the quality of the podcast. So if you guys, uh, of course, this is never, never, never required. But if you are interested in supporting the podcast and supporting what I do and the guests that we have, then I highly encourage you to click the link down in the description of the podcast and sign up for the monthly contribution. And, you know, that would be greatly appreciated. And make sure you leave your Instagram or something. I'll definitely reach out to you to personally thank Thank you for doing that as well. So getting into this episode, how does spending money have anything to do with making money? And that's the thing that most people will never understand in any sort of recession-like area. And the truth is the best businesses are always started during a recession. You look at some of the major companies in the world, the up-and-comers like Uber Right? You think of Uber. Uber was started in the heat of the great financial crisis. And it's always the best time to start a business because that is always the time where most people are struggling. Right? And you would think, well, aren't most people really frugal with their money? Don't they want to not spend ad money? Don't they want to not give their money away? Aren't they kind of hoarding things? And yes, that would be true. But that also means during a financial crisis like this, in a state where the economy is basically entirely shut down, that would mean that this is the absolute perfect time to start a business because more people have more problems to solve. And if you can help them solve their problems, then they're not going to have any issue paying you an amount that is more valuable than the problem that they have, right? Like let's say somebody, for example, somebody loses $100, you know, it flies out of their wallet or whatever. But you offer a solution that allows them to make $100 for half, for, but you only charge them 50 That is the perfect time where somebody is willing to fork their money out in order to get something that they lost. So really, in an economic downturn like this, when it comes to your business or even when it comes to investing, spending is the way to go. But in order to be able to spend in your business or be able to invest your money, what do you have to do to prepare? And the answer is that you need to be incredibly frugal, not spending on meaningless liabilities, right? So something that has recently came up in the news this past week is the government stimulus checks. So this is a check that basically gives 
every American American that makes under $75,000 a year, every household that makes under $155,000 a or $150,000 a year, a $1,200 check to be able to be used to support their lives, right? And of course, this check is going to be useful for people that recently lost their job. And for a lot of people, that's going to be people that work in like retail, people that work in malls, people that um, you know, work in companies that are entirely shut down, like manufacturing or oil or things that really just can't operate, right? Those people were laid off. And this is a check as an incentive for people, hey, use this money to get your food. We're going to halt rent so that you can't get evicted. Use this money to survive until this whole epidemic is over. And if you go on Twitter, especially Twitter for people my age, people that are 20 years old in college, you will see an uproar of people that are pissed off that they're not getting the $1,200 check. Now, this is not coming from people that make over $75,000 as an individual or over $150,000 as um, you know, a head of household or a family sort of thing, but you'll see that college students, you know, basically if they were claimed as dependents, meaning that their parents, you know, most college students, their parents do support them through college. Yes, people probably work their own jobs. Yes, they might have to pay their own bills. The reality is that most parents will contribute or, you know, have some sort of financial support for their student in college. And you'll see so many students are in an uproar. Why don't I get this $1,200 check just because I'm in college? That doesn't make me qualify. Because basically, if you were to not be in school and you made over $4,000 a year, um, but you weren't claimed as a dependent or whatever, you would qualify for this check. But since you're a college student, your parents claimed you as a dependent and you're under 24, you don't qualify. And so I'm seeing so many students in an uproar about it and and myself too, like not that I was like, you know, like I, I figured out I wasn't going to get the check yesterday and the quarter sort of sucked. But for me, it was a different perspective because I was like, ooh, $1,200 to invest in some of these stocks right now would be amazing later on. That was my perspective on it. Whereas most people are like, I deserve this $1,200. The government is screwing me, blah, 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 blah. And I understand where people are coming from. This is an incredibly tough time. But let's be honest here. How many of people have heard the phrase, handouts are for the poor? I've definitely heard it myself. I definitely read it in the um, the richest man in Babylon. And, you know, that's also that book where it says, teach a man to fish. You'll feed him for a lifetime, you know, sort of whatever that quote is. Or, you know, you feed or give him a fish. He eats for a day. Feed a, Teach a man to fish. He eats for a lifetime. I think that it was something along those lines. And the truth is, they're right. Um, I think this handout or this stimulus is necessary for the government. I think that there are a lot of people out there and in an evolving world, I think most people are have the expectation that the government should provide for them. And that the government should be financially supporting them in a socialist, democratic socialism type of manner where, you know, they're paying them for not working and they're paying them for support. And you're seeing this done in many countries that are more democratic. Um, You know, you look into Europe and like Denmark and Finland or you look up at Canada and you see, you know, these countries that are basically supporting their people in a large amount. And I think that's great. Um, I think it's great for working class people and I think it's great for middle class people as a temporary like patch the hole sort of thing. Uh, But in the long run, 
I think it's harming people. And I know this is kind of a controversial view, but I really do believe that, you know, opportunity is created under pressure. And I don't want to sound cliche or anything, but, you know, you think of like diamonds, right? Like diamonds are the most valuable gem in the world, and they are basically created in the toughest environments. And I feel the same way about people. I feel like the toughest people and the people that are really become the gems of the world are the ones who face the most pressure to succeed. And I really think that this check was necessary for the people that need it uh, in order to keep them survive. Um, but I'm going to be honest here. How many more people are going to start expecting more money from the government and needing or you know, requesting more support financially? from our government and not necessarily taking the self-responsibility that comes with, you know, managing your own money and, you know, finding ways to create more money. That is that is really the difference of true entrepreneurs is that they know how to create money from nothing. And it's one of the things that has held me back the most as trying to become an entrepreneur is I kind of haven't quite figured out the best way to do that yet. Of course, I'm really young. Of course, I've really only been doing this quote-unquote entrepreneurial journey for about a year um but at the same time you know i feel like the situation being left out of you know the stimulus check as as a college student and as somebody who uh, as parents does support them through college um this was kind of it was i was bummed right like i mentioned i wish i could have put that twelve hundred dollars towards you know my investment portfolio but at the same time, you know, waking up this morning, there's a sense of gratitude that comes with it as well because I know better. I know better than to get upset and in a flurry about not getting a free $1,200 from the government. And I know that at the end of the day, I should be able to have the skills and the tools in order to create, um, you know, a way to make $1,200, you know, regardless. Like at this point in time, you know, I'm not going to work. I'm, you know, making sure I stay inside and isolated during the whole coronavirus thing. I don't want to put myself and more importantly, my family at risk. So I'm not like going to work. I have like zero income coming in right now. And I'm feeling pressure, right? Because I made a decision to myself to contribute a minimum of $300 a month to my investment portfolios. So that by the time I retire, I have you know, a good amount to work with and I can retire happy and healthy. Um, but, you know, with zero income coming in, you know, outside of my job, that becomes a very difficult thing. And it's really going to test my character of an entrepreneur. And I feel like at the end of the day, this is really a fantastic opportunity to really test my character and test my ability and to be able to do that sort of thing. So at the same time, as much as this handout would be awesome to have, I think it's an awesome opportunity to also find out really what I'm made of and find out if the pressure melts me or if the pressure allows me to succeed to heights that I haven't been able to succeed before. And based on my own experience in life when it comes to pressure, usually number two is the way to go. So if you are somebody that does qualify for the stimulus check, awesome. Make sure you use your money wisely. And what do I mean by that? I mean, don't be taking the $1,200, you know, if you're able to work from home and keep your job, don't see the $1,200 check as spending money, right? 99% of this world and people in this world use money to 
basically throw it away in something that doesn't retain its value, right? People are going to take this $1,200 check and it's supposed to be used to stimulate the economy, right? How do you stimulate the economy? You go out and spend it. And that's exactly what the government expects of its people to do. They expect people take this $1,200, go spend it at a grocery store, go spend it at the mall when they reopen sort of thing to boost the economy, right? That's what we did in 2008 and 2009. We sent people checks as well. And it was used as an incentive as an incentive for people to spend because the government knows its people. The government knows that people that fall into, you know, the bottom 90% of wealth in America are focused on earning money to spend it on things they don't need. People that are obsessed with shopping, people that are obsessed with um, design, people that are obsessed with, um, you know, being flashy, driving nice cars, chances are those people are not very financially secure or wise. They like to spend money on things to impress people, right? That is the wrong way to spend money during this economic downturn. I assume I assume in the next uh, few few months, we're going to see housing prices start to go down too. We're going to see, you know, stocks continue to go down. Maybe stocks will go up. I kind of I kind of think we're nearing the bottom of stocks based on how accelerated things were. But, you know, I think in the in the real estate market, you're going to see housing prices start to go down and you're going to see an awesome opportunity to spend money, spend money, okay, on assets and also an awesome opportunity for people that will remain broke to spend money on liabilities right you want a new pair of airpods you want a new computer you want to get that new part for your car that's fine but understand and accept that if you're willing to spend everything that you make on things that won't make you more then you're going to spend your entire life working for money and i'm pretty sure if you've been a long time listener of this podcast you would understand that working for money is never the way to go you always want to position yourself in a way where you earn money and then you, you know, working for it and then you set it aside and invest it into back into your business or into some sort of investment portfolio and use that money as a tool in order to make more. And I want to make sure as well, you know, not everything in the world is about money. The world is about trying to create happiness and giving back to other people and the only way that you're going to accumulate any sort of wealth is when you give back to people. I really believe that because how are you going to, you know, if the way to make money in business is to add value to other people's lives, you're not going to add value to other people's lives unless you simply add value to them. You need to form some sort of product or service that is superior and makes people's lives better. It could be a freaking chicken sandwich. It could be, you know, the, the Ridge wallet or, you know, a slim down wallet, right? Like it doesn't, it doesn't even matter what it is. It could be anything, but it really has to be something that gives back to people. And now we're kind of in this age in America where corporatism is seen as bad. And I understand that because these airlines and all these companies that are undeserving are basically getting corporate socialism and they're getting trillions of dollars basically to bail them out of their failing businesses because so many people work for them. And I understand that. But people are seeing corporations and businesses as basically corruption. And I don't think that's necessarily a healthy approach because at the end of the day, every single one of these businesses made our lives better. If it wasn't for these airlines, right, if you want these airlines to go under because they're like, screw them, stock buybacks, 
I understand that. And I understand they did not manage their money wisely. But you also have to understand that maybe these companies didn't see this whole virus thing coming until a few months ago, right? So everybody's going, screw these airlines, screw this, you know, let them sink. Dude, who are you going to fly with? How are you going to get to New York? Are you going to take an Amtrak train and, you know, let it take seven days like it's 1875? Right? Like, these companies and airlines, they make our lives better as much as they suck, dude. Like, I understand, like, as much as the seating and the whole process of going to the airport, as much as that sucks, these companies do make our lives better. If it wasn't for Boeing being bailed out, these airlines wouldn't have planes to, you know, improve their technology. We'd still be flying lower-ended technology planes that are less safe and... I just think people really need to understand that when it comes to business, it's about giving back to your community. It's about giving to, you know, your customers and trying to make their lives better. And you can't make people's lives better if you're always hoarding your money or you're always spending it on useless things, right? Like a lot of people in an economic downturn start to get incredibly frugal with their money. They don't want to spend it. They start becoming savers. You know, think think of the Great Depression when all those people, you know, they didn't have groceries or you know, things to stock up on, they became hoarders. They became people that were just obsessed with, you know, having something because it it was kind of a luxury to have something that, you know, when it goes from being always accessible to never accessible and you get the opportunity to have it in your hands, it becomes almost a luxury, you know, a consumer item to a luxury. And that's the way people look at money too when it comes to an economic downturn. They see something that they're able to basically earn an income doing, um, for, you know, 10 years. And then all of a sudden in the blink of the eye, they're out of a job and they look at money very differently and they see it as a hoarding thing. They either don't want to spend their money at all. And, you know, they start being really frugal, cutting back on things. So the economy as a whole, you know, doesn't do as well. You know, these retail businesses aren't simply, you know, being as profitable because, you know, people aren't spending like they were even, you know, at Christmas time, right? where the economy was basically booming and people had plenty of money to do that sort of stuff with. Um, But it's the wrong approach. And if you look at every single wealthy person, whether it's Warren Buffett or Robert Kiyosaki or whoever is involved in stocks and real estate, you'll see, or, you know, even Mark Cuban, uh, Dallas Mavericks owner, you'll see that most of these people are obsessed with um, basically just trying to... um, spend as much as they can but they're not idiots they're not spending on spending it on things like you know clothes and uh hydro flasks and things that they don't need they're using it to generate more income because they're getting discounts right they're getting homes for you know 50 cents on the dollar they're getting stocks for 60 cents on the dollar at the end of the day they know that you know these markets are going to recover and they're going to basically boom after the economy is able to find itself back on its feet again. And they're the ones buying it up and the ones that are ready to create more income. And, you know, that's how they continue to grow wealthy. Uh, You look at, you know, like Warren Buffett's making moves right now. He's basically selling put options on, you know, certain companies like Apple and, um, you know, American Express because basically once those put options expire, he's going to be able to buy those companies at the price that he likes. And, um, you know, that's just how the rich get richer. The rich get richer because they spend their money on assets, especially when they're at such a discount like this. And that's why it's been a hit for me because, you know, not being able to have an income, um, you know, at this moment in time, 
it's a it's a scary it's a scary thing it's a te- not only a test of my entrepreneurship but it's also feel like i'm missing out on so much opportunity um but you know that's the pressure that hopefully makes me grow into a better person and the pressure that i hope ap- applies to you guys as well make sure in this time especially if you you know you're still earning an income Dude, this is the time, man. This is the time where you start, you know, looking at properties or you start looking at, you know, stocks to invest in. And this is where you turn other people's losses into your gain. And, you know, I hate to say it, but that's just kind of the way the world works. The wealth is going to continue to get redistributed to people who are willing to take risks and the people that are willing to spend their money on discounts and assets that feel like they're in a free fall. Right. If you guys saw my Instagram post the other day, uh, I had posted something, uh, something that like while you're selling out of all your stocks, I'll be buying them for quarters on the dollar. And it was a picture of the Boeing stock at ninety six bucks. Boeing stock hit one eighty this week, making making it basically a two hundred percent return. And um, you know that's the thing, right? Like it was literally was a, a doubled the money in in the frame of a week just because I saw a discount and I striked. And that's that's really the same thing that has to apply to you. So make sure when when we're facing a time like this where money is really tight, make sure you get more aggressive. This is not the time to be frugal and held back like most of the world where, you know, you have people that are getting really frugal with money and not spending it. Those are the people that are not financially educated. Those are people that know that they have to work for money to in order to have it. And of course, you know, when they're working for money and they're not getting any money, then they start to get really frugal, correct? So if you're somebody that has maintained your job or, you know, is, you know, your business is starting to struggle, uh, dip into those emergency funds, dip into that extra cash that you should have laying around ready to strike, because this is really, really the time where opportunity is made. Opportunity is made when, you know, there's discounts and you have people that are inexperienced selling and, you know, it's not your fault that, you know, they're not financially educated enough to uh, understand that maybe they should hold on to their property or maybe they should invest in, you know, an, a new kitchen or whatever it might be to improve the value of their property. This is a time where p- wealthy people get even wealthier. I, uh, Robert Kiyosaki says all the time, I made the most money I've ever made. He says all the time, I made the most money I've ever made in 2008 and 2009 while everybody else was losing more money than they, you know, than we'd seen in the last 70 years. So I know this episode wasn't super long and I know it was a little jumbled. Um, but basically the idea guys is just the way that you spend your money when you has to, it makes a huge difference when it comes to accumulating wealth. And especially in an economic downturn like this, where you should be spending more money than ever in your business and your investing, that's really the way to dig yourself out. Um, and create more opportunity down the line is to spend viciously really right at this point in time um, while other people are stuck hoarding their money or you know getting government stimulus checks and spending it on a new Gucci belt or a Nintendo Switch or an Xbox or whatever it might be. Um, that's really how you separate yourself from the crowd. Don't be afraid to spend your money. Make sure you're spending your money on the right things at the right prices. That's really how you're going to be able to basically generate wealth over and over again in any sort of market it's just buying buying low selling high everybody's heard that thing so things are low right now incredibly low i'm seeing so many discounts in a lot of my favorite companies and i'm definitely going to be buying some of that up um but also make sure you guys subscribe to my youtube channel uh just search evan shepherd guys will get more in-depth view to um 
what how I trade and how I invest um, in my multiple accounts and you know really be able to get an idea if you're not somebody who has really invested before it's a perfect way to really get started and understand how investing really works and how you can you know profit off of it and hopefully over time be able to you know grow you know generate cash flow through those income uh through those investments as well so i hope you guys did enjoy this video make sure you um subscribe to the podcast rate it five stars and if you have time leave an awesome review make sure you also uh follow me on instagram at the race wrap podcast uh next week we're gonna have a really awesome guest um he is kind of viral on tiktok and instagram as a seven-figure entrepreneur and a professional travel hacker so make sure you guys stay tuned for that episode coming out next monday thank you all so much for listening and i'll see you next time Thanks for listening to another kick-ass episode of the Race Rat Podcast. Make sure to leave an awesome review and follow us on social media if you enjoyed. Now get off your phone because it's time to work.